The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's in this league with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys are live. Welcome in, friendos, to the In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's the middle infielder edition. Second baseman shortstops for Hell Week. Hell Week. I was going to do a different voice, but like, I only ah. have, I only have, uh, gotta oh, save those for the end of the week, Welsh. <laughs> like, I've only got Meatwad. <laughs> and then I figured out I have a variation of that, Yoshi. I do Yoshi. Like, have you ever heard Yoshi? Ah, I do Yoshi really well, but it's okay. kind of a variation of Meatwad. That's my talent. That's my talent. And, and I don't think it works good for Hell Week if I'm like, or like, it doesn't really work. So I don't, I don't know. So you do a deep satanic voice, please. Satanic voice. Well, no, say Hell Week. Say Hell Week. Not satanic. Hell Week. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Welcome in for W E A K Week. I think yeah, so. WNBC. I'd like you to do the say WNBC. It's satanic voice. It's like that a little Hell bit. Week, everybody. Welcome in. It's going to be a great time here. All the radio. Yeah. Uh, second base shortstop. We got our ranks for you, just like we did in the last episode. We are going to be going through uh, kind of like the top 24 is like the focus of numerically what we get you. We'll talk about just some players we like, we dislike strategy, all that type of stuff. This is the full dedication as we drop an episode every single day this week. So hopefully you guys are hanging in and banging with us. And thank you to our sponsor of this episode today, Underdog Fantasy. Download that Underdog app because guess what? Even if where you live typically doesn't have the gambling or the DFS available, you would be surprised at the amount of places that Underdog is available. They have a pick em contest, which is super fun, kind of like prop betting. You could do that right now for basketball and stuff. When baseball comes in, that's going to be a ton of fun. And all of their best ball contests, the dinger is up there, the bullpen is up there. For as little as three bucks, you can get in some contests, and you can do much bigger. It's a fun format, and if you use the promo code ITL, you'll get a 100% match on your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That is free money. Friends. And if you use the code ITL and you let us know that you did the deposit in the month of February, we'll put you on a wheel and we'll spin it and we'll give someone a hat. That's what we're going to do. We're going to give someone a, at this point, it's going to be a prospect one hat. But if uh, something turns around and we get the in this league version uh, done, we will have that out for you. 
promo code ITL underdog fantasy deposit today. Use our code, have all the fun in the world and be a master of your own universe. That's what we've always told everybody. Be a master of your own fantasy universe, Bogman. That's Fantasies. right. Do it. Yeah, do it today. Uh, the episode we're going to get into, obviously, it's kind of actually similar to the corner infield where one is strong, one is like super deep, and the other definitely lacks uh, substance Punch. on the back end. Yeah, but but you know, a fun and interesting argument might be like, what sucks more, third base or second base? And I think it's third base. I, I do too. I, I, I would say I think more. there's at least I like some more of the dart throws later. At second, I don't like anything after the top eight and third. Uh, yeah. It's it's pretty ugly. So uh, I would say third um, fairly easy, but second, it, it ain't all peaches and roses. No, it's not the great say set of thing. Peaches and roses. I don't that know. That sounded like uh, a Welshism. A, yeah, it was one hundred percent a Welshism. I mean, I mean came the, out of my the mouth. worst that cliche. No one's ever said it before. Uh, I was going to say sunshines and rainbows, and I don't know why I, uh, you know. Sunshine, roses I, and peaches and roses. Roses and peaches, sunshines and rainbows. <laughs> Millions of roses. Yeah. Roses for me. Uh, that was, a, <laughs> that came out of my brain and into out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, like that, 100%. Mouth, yeah. Like, you said it, and I was like, yeah, for sure, I get that. And then I was like, wait a minute, no. <laughs> like, like, you said it, and I knew exactly what you were talking about because I'm like, that registered, that process. That's the best brain. part. The, that's my favorite thing. That might be my favorite thing of the whole, all of Hell Week, Welsh, is like, <laughs> I said peaches and roses, which makes no sense. And you're like, I get it. I'm no, on board with it. I was like, it. yep. <laughs> I, I feel you. I completely hear you on that, my friend. That is good. So, uh, yeah, it's not oh, the best, but it's a little bit better than, uh, it, like, if you come back to that 15 marker. You know, who's there at 15 in this position compared to the others? And they're still good guys. I decimate some players are a little bit higher, specifically the guy in ECR that is 15, Luis Arise. You could actually argue, you know, how good is that? He's a great average player and he's a good points league player, but Roto and head to head, he's just not as valuable because he just stats. doesn't have counting stats. Yeah, it doesn't, he's a two set category guy. So I have him a lot lower, but like go to my 15 where I push down a little bit is like a Jonathan India or your 15, which is like Jorge Blanco. Those are just better than the 15s we had at uh, third base or, and it's yeah. just not even close. So when you're positionally thinking about how you're going to approach drafts, that's a little bit of the, the notes for you. Um, I'll tell you right at top here just as I teased in the last episode. So check this out. And I think you already knew this, but this was like a little bit more formal um, talking about middle infielders. So I was over at the Padres camp the other day and I happened to be on, they were on their back quads, which is nice because you kind of get a look at a lot of stuff when they are back there. And all of a sudden the Padres ran like a full squad drill. And I was very surprised about it. Not every single person was there. I think, I think I mentioned Cronenworth was not there and Soto wasn't back there, but They've got, you know, all the infielders. Tatis was there with these infielders and a couple outfielders. And when they broke to get out to their positions, I just thought it was interesting that in this situation, you had Machado go to third, Bogarts go to short, Kim go to second. I told you Rivas was doing first where Cronenworth would be, and Tatis went out to right field. So a lot of people mm -hmm. kind of wondering where would he slot in? Maybe everybody already was comfortable and knew but at this point, it looks like Grisham center field, Soto left field, and um, Fernando is going to be the right fielder because he went right out to right field. He got confirmation never hurts. Throwing. Yeah, so I think I had this little bit of confirmation for 
a middle infielder that is going to be playing probably predominantly outfield. The only thing that would ever change. 26 games. How many more games does Tatis have left on his suspension? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Every day, our world gets a little more connected. But a little further apart. But then... There are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. All right, fellas, here's how it works. $15 for it. In this league. What's this? In this league. <laughs> if you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. $4. So as discussed, the depth is not as gross and not as atrocious. And I will say this. I look at some of these names that are outside the top 25. Um, we have, you know, close to 40 or whatever middle infielders listed. Sometimes... The positional stuff is weird because Yahoo, there's more middle infielders available. Mookie Betts is a second baseman, by the way. Yeah. Here, here's a here's an anecdotal thing. The number one second baseman on Yahoo is not the number one second baseman on uh, many, any other platform, really, because it takes five <laughs> games on Yahoo to qualify and Mookie qualifies. So that adds to the depth. There's going to be a couple other guys that are going to qualify as well. But I will say, like, I look down here, I see... Theoretical breakout candidates. Here's a prime example. I have him lower, even though his ECR is 24. Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux, who looks like he's going to take over uh, in the middle infield for the Dodgers. He's going to be a shortstop, so he's going to gain that shortstop eligibility, or at least that's what it looks like. Last year, 20% K rate, 10% walk rate, hit 276. Was kind of empty, though. It was very Luisa Rise-ish. Six homers, seven stolen bases. Just was not an impactful bat. Let's say he takes the next step up. You know, he started hitting for better quality. He struck out less. You know, he scored a few more runs. These are all like big positives. And he takes the next step up. The next step up is becoming closer to a 15-15 guy, which would make him exponentially more valuable where he is. It's just, will it happen? You know, hard hit was under 40%. Uh, Launch angle was under 7%, which was dramatically lower than the previous year. His XBA was like, 30 points different than his batting average. So some of that doesn't feel good. 
And projections are a little bit more favorable on the power side this year, and he's going to be put in more of a predominant role. But my whole point is, though I'm not high on him, that's one of those guys where I take a look at and I'm like, oh, I could see a breakout happen. And Gavin Lux could go from theoretical middle infield to maybe like a starting 15-team second baseman. I could see the path for that more than I could a lot of those like third basemen that we were looking at. What about, um, and, and I don't I can't remember where you had him ranked, but what about Trevor Story? Well, what are you doing with him? Uh, because he qualifies at second. He can't be yeah. in your top 24 right now because, I mean, he they did an interview with him and he said, this could have me miss the entire season, which is not something you want to hear from a guy uh, that you would draft as a top two or even uh, starting MI. You don't want that stuff. You know, right now projected to miss at least half of the season. I mean, is he just a don't draft for you? Is he off yeah. your list? Is that well, pretty much it? I'll tell a behind the scenes thing for everybody. Like I had hint, God, where the hell did I have him, dude? Didn't I have him in like 21 or something like that? Yeah, that's I where everybody this. had him before and his I, interview, I think. And I told you, I was just like, take him off. I was just like, yeah. take him off for this episode. Uh, it's good. We're talking about it here. I'm glad you brought it up, but like take him off because I'm not, I don't want to give him a rank right now because at this moment, I just don't have interest. I don't care. Story <laughs> even last year, he really regressed. He had like one good little spurt. He came out. Didn't he hit like 10 homers and like there's seven homers yeah. in like 10 days or some nonsense? It was a big grouping for sure. And obviously he can rebound. He's a type of player that can rebound, but like I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it because there is the risk. The same reason Frankie Montas will not be talked about. I have no interest because now it's like yeah. almost affirmed that he can miss the season. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be in contention post All Star break. And if they are, I don't think Trevor Story is going to be ready. Not interested in it. If you want to get like really technical and you want, I don't care if people want to draft it. If you want to get really technical, does like drafting Chris Morrell, getting him now, is that better than Trevor Story when he comes back? Like, I just really like, I'd be fine with doing that. Like, I don't think if I draw, let's kind of like Morrell. Yeah. <laughs> well, looking in person, if sure. I take Trevor Story over Chris Morrell, I'm, I'm like, damn, I just missed out on a bunch of stuff. No, I don't think so. Like, I got Chris okay. Morrell at 28 and his ECR is 28. That's the range. But I do think guys like Luis Urias or Brendan Rodgers on a full season, there's some, there's a big bounce back potential. I mean, Urias has got 20 home run potential. Brendan Rodgers could steal double digits and hit 20 in Colorado. Like, I just don't think the juice is worth the squeeze with Trevor Story at this point. Unlike with Bryce Harper, like Bryce Harper, we have affirmatives. He'll be back mid-year. What I don't right. think will happen, I don't think he's going to play in the outfield this year or to be very minimal if he does. So he's going to lose and he's going to be util next year, which is going to blow. Spoiler Trevor alert, Story, I put him in outfielders for tomorrow's show so we can talk about him, but oh, I know he's we not going to play. No, no, I, I think that's smart either. that you did yeah. that. We should do that. I mean, that's where he is in like best balls and stuff, but there's nothing. It's all negative on Trevor Story. And guess yeah. what? If they come back and they're just like, oh, you know, yeah, it does look like he'll play in late July. I don't, it doesn't matter. Like, I have no maybe interest. Maybe your last yeah. pick. So, so the whole crux of this is like, I'm not even give you a number because he's not, I, I don't even know where to put him until we get into spring. If I give you my number, mine is 36. So that yeah, is that's probably bad. about, that's about the range, dude. That's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I'd rather have guys like, you know, the guys that you mentioned, I'd rather have Chris Morrell because I know he's going to do something. And, you know, he's not clogging up a spot. Like if uh, if he doesn't work out, fine, cut him. Grab somebody else off the wire. He's not clogging up a spot. I'm not waiting for him to come around. So I'd rather have a guy just to see what he's going to do. Brendan Donovan doesn't have, you know, uh, 
his hard hit percentage was bad, but he's going to be on the field most days. Like gold glove, you know, baby. You're yeah, not he's, coming off the field and you're a gold glove second right. baseman. I mean, Nolan Gorman's lost his gig because of Brendan Donovan. Right, he's going to play. So that's why I would rather take these guys that are for sure going to start the season, hope to catch a little lightning in a bottle, and if you don't, cast him asunder, pick somebody yeah. else that's hot. Like, that. that's it. I don't so, want to be holding a spot for Trevor's story. Like you said, the upside wasn't great last year anyway. The, the post... So we have like a lot of guys here. We're going to give you numerically 24 up like we did before, but we, you know, these names outside of the top 25. So 24 is, you know, two rounds of second baseman in a head to head. We're a little bit short of two rounds of second baseman in a, in a roto, but there are a couple of interesting names. Let's actually focus real quick, just for a second on the two guys I just mentioned, Brendan Rogers, 13 homers. I don't think I realized Brendan Rogers didn't steal any bases last year. So the 10 was being a while. He never had, I mean, I don't know what was going on in my brain, but Brendan Rodgers does not have a stolen base in his entire career in the majors. <laughs> so, um, so maybe it's not going to be 2010, but he hit 13 homers last year in what was close to full-time play, but an under 20% K percentage, 266 batting average. All projections are on the up. Check this out. This is interesting. His XBA was 265. He hit 266. Yet his projections probably based off of the 2021 season that X has him hitting 280 this year with 15 homers just south of 70 runs and RBI. That is close to a starting top 15 second baseman production. If you could get a little bit more homers, if you could tap into 20 years in Colorado with a 280 average and you're in the 77 70s, that's a top 10 to 15 second baseman that, you and I both do have a little bit lower. We have him at, I've at 20, we both him at 26. His ECR is 21. So he's kind of still in that range, but he could easily return value as like a late round second baseman. Yeah, I, I'm not, I think he's getting a little bit of a boost in terms of the rankings because he plays in Colorado and his splits. As he should though. Were God awful okay. last year. <laughs> awful. So I mean, 313 at home, 218 away, 10 of his homers at home only three on the road. Um, you know, I don't know. He's just not a, a player that excites me, and I don't like a conditional player uh, that, you know, if if you're in a week where he's got all road games, you don't want to start him. You well, need another second baseman. So but he's another middle infield, starter. whatever. He's never, yeah, he's a middle infielder. That's more of what it is. He's never going to be that, But that guy starts middle infield, so you have to have another yeah. guy besides him. I just, I'm not into it. I'm not into Brendan Rodgers. All right, well, then how about Luis Urias for a second? 16 homers this past year in only about 119 games. It is 100, I would say 120, but it's 119 games. He Coming off of the year before where he played 150 games, hit 23 homers with five stolen bases. His average was a little bit down this past year, but the strikeouts and the walks were still kind of relatively the same. And he was pretty in line as far as like expected stats to his actual stats. Like he was within 0.01 of his XBA, 0.06 of his X slug, and 0.01 um, or 0.01 if you want to call it, of X Woba. So it's like this in line was exactly who he is. He was launching the ball a little bit more this past year. I like that Milwaukee offense in general, and he qualifies at a couple spots. There's another one of those like. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Every day, our world gets a little more connected. But a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about in this league. 20 home run potential. Guys, Badex has him hitting 19 homers in 140 games, so 20 is easily accessible. Is this another one of those late-round second basemen you might be a little bit more interested in. You have them at 27. We, I don't realize we both have them at 27, which is, again, a tiny bit lower than consensus at 25. Yeah, he's fine. I really think that you get to this point, though. This is like, and I think I do need to do a little of adjusting at the bottom here because I would put Urias ahead of Rogers after what we just talked about. I think, like you said, Gavin Lux, even if Gavin Lux doesn't take a giant step up, he's still in the Dodgers lineup, which is, you know, the best lineup to be in. Yeah. So... I think I probably need to move those guys ahead of Rogers. Urias is fine. I kind of, I, I got to be honest, man. I want to get, I'm getting my MI at a shortstop. That's just kind of what yeah, it is. No, totally agree with that. As so, you probably so, should. So these guys don't really, do it they for don't you. really do much for me. Like, I, I don't know. Urias just doesn't steal bases either. You know, uh, he had big home road splits as well, which isn't that big a deal. They weren't as massive. It was like 60 points better at home versus 100 better or 97 or whatever it was uh, for Brendan Rodgers. So I don't know. These guys just don't really do a lot for me down here. They are not uh, firing my rockets well. Okay, they're not firing your rockets. But again, put yourself back in that situation of what we were looking at on the bottom end of first base versus this. It's not like I feel like second base is being treated like, whoa. Like, whoa, what the hell is going on with this position? It it, it definitely falls off. It, it's not very, horrible. It's They're first basian where it's like the top or actually kind of third base. It's third basian. I'm sorry. Like, I keep saying first base. This is like third base. Um, it's third basian where it's like the top four go in this clump together. And then there's kind of a bigger fall off and then another bigger fall off. But it's just not as dramatic. And even like into the teens, you can still get with it. So like, if I were to pick a couple of guys, Urias and Rogers, I guess I have lower, maybe need to go up a little bit. Their ECRs are higher. Ramon Urias is kind of interesting on a decent year last year, depending what his time looks like. 
But then at the bottom end, you know, the guys like the Brandon Donovans and Luis Garcia's and stuff, they're not really big targets for me. Isak Prades, I'm always interested in, but average and playing time is kind of the question. But it, it's just a tiny bit better. So let's talk about the actual 24 through 13. These would most likely be some version of middle infielders and starters at second base. And starting at 24, I've got Bryson Stott. Uh, Luis, Aria, uh, Luis Arise, I'm sorry, is 23. DJ LeMahieu, 22. John Birdie at 21. Followed by Colton Wong, Thyro Estrada, Witt Merrifield at 18, Jeff McNeil, Brandon Jury at 15. So these are still starters in uh, Roto 15s. Jonathan India, Jake Cronenworth, and Josh Rojas at 13. Uh, for me, I've got Chris Morrell at 24, then Colton Wong, Bryson Stott, Brandon Jury, Luisa Rise, Gene Segura at 19, Witt at 18, Rojas at 17, Marte at 16. And then I've got uh, Jorge Polanco at 15, Cronenworth at 14, and Jeff McNeil at 13. Okay, I got something right here because this is one I, I'm looking at, and I'm definitely I'm lower, and I don't think I realize compared to like ECR because I don't hate this guy. And this is one of those caveats where I'm going to tell you like points leagues way up, Roto and head to head. It's just not, it's Luis Arise. His ECR is 15. I have him at 23. You have him at 20. Something that does stand out that I'm doing here, and I don't think I even realized it, and I'm probably going to adjust this, is I do have John Birdie above, and I don't really f- chase those stolen bases like that. John Birdie is tantalizing, even as a super util. I know people are like, who doesn't have a gig? But like super util, he's going to play all across the board, and he's going to steal a crap load of bases. Luisa Rise's problem is those empty stats. He was uh, top 3% of the league in his expected batting average. So just think about this. The guy, you know, was a was a batting champion. Uh, did he just miss? No, Jeff McNeil beat him out, didn't he? Yeah, by one did, point, yeah. Yeah, McNeil. So he was in that running. He was in that running, but it was top percentile of not striking out, top percentile of contact overall, but bottom 7% in hard hit, bottom 11% <laughs> in barreling. He just tops the ball. Looking at his spray chart, it's it's incredible too. He's only going to hit a homer, pull happy. It is is insanely pull happy to the right. And it's a lot of stuff that's right up the middle. And um, he doesn't steal bases. I love that he's going to lead off He's one of those confusing guys, though, that, like, I, there are a couple guys in the bigs, Welsh, that I think you look at their Savant page and everything's blue, but it's okay because it's just the way they, they go about their business. I think he's one of those guys where, you know, you, you're not getting power from him. You know that. What you want him to do is you want him to spray the ball around. You want him to hopefully drive runs in. You know you're not getting power. You would like him to steal bases, which he doesn't do a ton of. Uh, but the you're you're buying the average in the runs, and that's really it. And the lineup but, is worse in Miami than it was in Minnesota last year. You know you're so. right about that. But I guess what what I guess what I'm getting at with Luis Arise is like he's one of those guys where you're like, oh my god, if he could just be different, you know, with the way <laughs> he makes contact, if he could tap into power, even if he doesn't steal, if he could tap into his power, and he was a 20 homer guy, we would be talking about. A whole nother ball game with him, but he's he'd be not, up in the top upper echelon here. You know? It just doesn't happen. I mean, the guy maintains; he's never had a higher than. uh Where did it go? I just had it a second ago. Oh, I guess Alonchego was pretty good. I was looking at barrel. His barrel percentage is under four percent his entire career at every single stop. His Alonchego's been pretty good, but his hard hit is bad. I mean, 107 was a career high this year, and he's had he has had a four year increase, and it keeps going up. So maybe that's something that you could take a look at, but 
you know, it's at the bottom of the hard hit. So he doesn't steal. He doesn't hit homers. I want to like him more. This is a two category player. He's runs yeah. and he's uh he's batting average and he's going to lead off for the Marlins. So I can, I don't know why he's 15 for people. I can't get around it. Should I value him over birdie? Maybe the only problem with birdie is, is like, okay, if he's a two category player, what do you value? The stolen bases or the batting average a rise versus birdie. And it's going to be the stolen bases. I mean, birdie's a guy yeah. who lead the, led the league. Uh, yeah. The, the, my only issue that I have with birdie is what you mentioned before is, uh, is he playing every day or is he playing like two days a week, three days a week? That's what I want to know. So uh, we don't really have a beat on that as a super util guy. He could be a Jay Cronenworth who played every single day, you know, or he could be a guy that, you know, gets in when somebody needs a rest. I'm not sure. I kind of have that issue with DJ LeMahieu too. Like I love DJ LeMahieu yeah. in terms of skill set, but you know, that team is stacked. Where is he playing? And it's not every day. We know that. So that's why I don't have either one of those guys in my top 24, which but clouds you- second base. It's really not that you dislike the second baseman is that this is muddy. It's all muddy here. Uh, in this range, if a rise could be DJ LeMayhew, we would be talking about, I think, a whole nother valuation as well. But he's just yeah. not like DJ LeMayhew, no e- even at his worst, has still hit double digit homers five straight years. Um, right. He has a handful of stolen bases. He had one amazing New York Yankees year in his first year coming out of Colorado. But like he's put up, you know, some solid ish numbers. But that's another one of those guys, you know, he does qualify. Uh, they both, I guess, qualify at first that I have him right above. Okay, this is what I don't understand. Check this out. Luis Arise is 15 on ECR. DJ LeMay, he was 27 on ECR. Why? Like, because Arise hits for 320? No, DJ LeMay, because Arise has an everyday job and DJ LeMay, who doesn't. That, that's, the whole, has- that's the in- entirety of the reason what's the what's the roster what's the roster resource i mean is he gonna play third is he gonna take over for donaldson that, i that's thought his, he was that's uh, a possible spot i thought he was locked into let's see yeah i guess you got stanton at dh you got rizzo at first so yeah i guess you're right yeah the donaldson thing always screws me up we just talked about him just stinky um okay but but still at that same point though take that away for a minute he's still gonna be up there with runs he's gonna hit more homers than him on the counting stats. Um, Even as RBI a part-time player, I, I think homers and RBI uh, and stolen bases are guaranteed to be better for LeMahieu. Than I guess Arise. even this. Here'd be just Arise just won the batting title. Or, even or, if Arise you know, is like or was second. a notch better in runs, and a, he's not going to beat him in homers, but he's a notch better in runs, same stolen bases, maybe a couple more RBI and better average. Do they deserve to be 15 and 27 at the position? No, I don't think I don't think so. I think I mean, that, if that Donaldson me is, gets cut and LeMahieu's in there, LeMahieu skyrockets seems way ahead of rise for sure. But I think it also tells you, well, there's other potential things in here. He could be a uh, he could be a second baseman if they wanted to go down that route if Glaber was gone. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. But like what it tells me is I think Luis rise off the batting title is still overrated. And I think DJ LeMahieu's a little underrated because they're not that that much. I think so too. I mean, I have a rise down here at 20. I'm not on the 15 bandwagon at all. By the way, I don't really want either one of them. I just want to point out, like, <laughs> we're talking about all this. Like, I don't really draft either one of these guys a whole bunch. If I'm looking for, I guess if you're really looking for a guy that's going to recoup your batting average, Arise is that type of guy, in a, in, and obviously in a points league. If you're looking for just a little bit more balance, I don't know. I think you're going to get a little bit more homer potential with LeMahieu in a really good uh, ballpark environment, if you will. And uh, you know, strikeouts low, walks are high. Maybe you get an extra bonus for that. Babbitt was also 
the lowest it's been in his entire career last year. Just throwing that out there. Like the guy is, what was the average? I think it was uh, three. Hold on. My mouse just stopped working. It was 335 is his career Babbitt. So that's 50 points lower than his career average. He has been on a three-year decline uh, as far as Babbitt goes, but that was low as he, he's only been under 300 twice in his entire career. That was 2018, the final year in Colorado, and this past year in 2021. So some progression could definitely be in the works. He just doesn't have a full-time gig, which kind of stinks. Uh, who else do you want to talk about in here? I, I picked a Let's couple Let's talk guys. about Wit uh, real quick because I, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, Wit is uh, confusing to me because you look at these projections for him and I'm just like, I'm not high or low on him. I'm actually at ECR. I have him at 18. Uh, I don't think the stolen bases are going to completely go away. Although when he played for Toronto last year, he had one stolen base on three attempts in 44 games. That is one of not the lowest good enough. Bottom, yeah, bottom third in the league in stolen base attempts. Those that games. is not good enough at all. He had 15 with the Royals and one with the Jays. And like he's it. projected to hit eight in this lineup and, and like play it. second base. You know, uh, I just, where are these projections coming up with? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's... What they used to make in this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. 18 to 20 to 16. I think in when we draft on fan tracks and Yahoo, they're in the 20s for him. Uh, between I, th- I guess that's RotoWire, whoever is doing the projections on fan tracks and Yahoo. But like, I, I would say somewhere around 10. What? Oh, okay. I was about. I was like. I was trying to gauge. Like, what's your angle here? Do you think it's low or do you think it's too high? I think high? they're way too high. Well, I, I think, think people are drafting him 
but I think people are still drafting him as a stolen base guy. He's not going to do that. And he's hitting lower in the lineup. It's a great lineup, Toronto, better than Kansas City. You know, uh, hitting eight in Toronto might be the same thing as hitting two in KC. But uh, I just don't know. They're going to have to let him steal a little more than they did last year. But I don't know if he gets up to, you know, the, the mid-teens or 20s. No way. I think 10 to 12. That's what I but would But rem- remember, the projection systems. It's, a th- it's They're three-year models. They're three-year weighted. And in 2021, he stole 40. So it's still basing a lot of that. You know, I, I just talked about like Wit is one of my busts, even though he doesn't cost a whole lot. He's still in my bus category because of exactly what you just said. People are still trying to draft him as the safety net for stolen bases. And, you know, Eno and I were talking the other day on Rates and Barrels about the the decline, the age, the age curve decline on athleticism as you get older. The guy's 34 years old. At his age 33, we saw a dramatic decrease in stolen bases. I think that might be kind of telling. I think that might be telling us something where you only had the six. Somebody needs to tell the Welsh about the age decline in his splitter, by the way. So Am don't I think splitter? that's yeah. I don't think that splitters as good as uh, you. you well, no, you're it's bragging about it. That's why. It's oh, a excuse me. It's I'm sorry. Splitter. The cutter. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, it's a devastating cutter. My that's bad. still cut. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm not trying to split anything, but it might like, be sp- If you no if you think about that athleticism decline, I think it is hard to figure, especially with how Toronto used him. I think it's hard to figure he's going to steal more than 15 bases this year. He's not going to be a good source of RBI. His power has been under 16 for three straight seasons. He has not hit more than 11 since 2019. His bad X projections is at eight. I don't think he's valuable. I don't really like him. I'm surprised I have him at cost. I could make arguments for myself to be more interested in Colton Wong, who I have a little bit lower now that I'm looking at it. In points leagues, I'd rather have Luis Arise, I tell you that, than Whit Merrifield. So... The only reason Whit Merrifield is still even up here is because of some of the theoretical stolen bases. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You got to imagine they have a better plan for him going into this year. I just don't think that better plan gets him back up to 20. I think it's 10 to 12. Like I said, somewhere in that neighborhood. Hopefully I'm wrong. I love for guys to have more stolen bases. I just, these projections are making me a little sweaty. That's all. Uh, Cronenworth interesting kind of like Ty France was another one of those guys that like I was really into last year and I felt like I kind of fell backwards because he just leveled off though he had really I don't think I even remember this he had a really good run in RBI numbers almost 90 90 88 apiece uh, with 17 homers three stolen bases and this was off of a really bad batting average compared to who he's been as a player 239 with a 275 BABIP his XBA though was even lower which is worrisome and these are declines. These are declines, declines across the board. And I don't know how you fix this. This is why I'm worried about Cronenworth, and this is why I've dropped him down. Barrel percentage has dropped from 10.5% in 2020 down to 5.6, three-year decline. His hard hit percentage, 42.7% his rookie year, all the way down to 33.8% this past year. That's another decline. XBA has declined. XWOBA, I mean, it is declines across the board. There's got to be a bottom, and I do think we may have hit the bottom with Cronenworth, if I'm being honest. But the problem is, is there is a dramatic storytelling here, as well as strikeout percentage has gone up. His walks have kind of gone up a little bit as he's trying to figure out who he is. Best case scenario, I think he's a 20, 20, 85, 85 guy. If he hits for 270, then he might be a 25 guy and there's more upside on that. So I've got Cronenworth at 14. So do you. He's 11 on ECR. I just wouldn't draft him at that high. I just don't think 
he belongs in that territory off of all those declines. I just don't know what has changed and what's going to change outside of maybe luck gets a little bit back on his side. Yeah, great lineup too. I mean, to hit, you know, they got him projected to hit fifth, you know, to to be driving in, you know, Tati, Soto, Machado, Bogarts is a really good spot to be in. But that's also one stat. That's RBI. That's just RBI. So, um, you know, I think that's the sexiness of him. But we're both, uh, you know, below consensus. He's not in their top 12. And I I don't know, I might be able to move him up one spot where above where I have Jeff McNeil, who's another interesting guy that we talked about a little bit about uh, with Cardi. Uh, Jeff McNeil hit 326, led the the majors last year. Yeah, You see all the projections, though, 274 on the bad X, uh, 288 on ATC. Steamers got him for 288, losing a lot of steam because the previous year he hit 251. This guy is a roller coaster in his batting average. This is projected to be his down year. Because he hit 311, then 251, then 326. Now, he's a career 307 hitter, which makes me think he's going to hit around 300 to 315, somewhere in that neighborhood, um, which makes him extremely valuable uh, because he he has more power. Uh, he's like, you know, this is like Arise if Arise had a little bit of power, is what McNeil is to me. So that's why I have him at 13. But you know, that 250 kind of glares from 2021 wow. and the projections have him under 300, even though he's a career 307 guy. If you had to like just pick a dart and throw some money at it, what would you, what would you say Jeff McNeil's batting average is at the end of this season? Um, I think, I think the, the projection, obviously the projections are weighted 2021 see, here's the problem. 2021 has like a stronger weight than 2020 would be. And 2019 has a lower weight because they were so far removed. Sure. So I think a lot of projections are are very weighted on that. But that's the anomaly year. 251 was the anomaly year. He's over 300 every single year. What if I told that- you last year he hit over 300? His lowest month was 311 outside of one terrible July where he hit 208. Everything else is 328, I- 311, 329, 385, 357. I believe it. Uh, I mean, I would say 300. I four or five years he's hit 300 i would guess 300 but he has that arise in him again you know where it's like career high was 23 homers one year i don't think i'm gonna do the math real quick i don't think all the other years combined he's did what he did in 2019 so (laughs) that's 16 dude 23 homers in all other years but besides 2019 and then he hit 23 in 2019 so the other four years he combined for what he did in one year he's he's not a 15 homer guy He's a high batting average. He doesn't actually get the runs that some of these other guys get. I mean, Brandon Nimmo is another one of those weirdos, but he just gets all the runs that people like. He's just points league guys. Um, McNeil isn't the best. Like here would be an interesting combo if I kind of screwed up at second base. Maybe Brandon Lau and Jeff McNeil. You know, McNeil kind of fixes a little bit what Lau's missing. I just don't like those emptier guys. So Lemayhu arrives. McNeil is kind of. It's kind of a weird one. One I think I'm homering out a little bit on and might change my next update. I got Rojas at 13. Part of it is like, it's the elite stolen base. I mean, 20 plus stolen bases last year, which just, I I can't help. It only caught three times, by the way. Like if there's something that's going to give your manager confidence in you, I just, I don't know. I feel like the Diamondbacks run less overall this year because the offense is better. And I think when the offense is good, 
Lobolo gets a little more conservative. I, I don't think it's that much better. To your point, though, my, part of the problem is like if they stick with their roster resource lineup of Carroll at one, McCarthy at three, those are two dominant stolen base guys. Like, how often are you going to be really pushing and running the ball? I don't know. I don't know if they really do that. Um, they have him hit at five, which is good. He's one of the, they have a lot of lefties in that lineup, though. He is their starting third baseman. I know you, you would have probably asked like Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria is going to like play some third. He's going to play some DH, but they've also said he's not going to play every day. So what that means is Rojas is going to have the chance to kind of move around to different spots. Rojas will play shortstop. He will play third and he may even play some outfield at times. So he's going to move around and get everyday playing time. But it was just what he did last year. He didn't get caught. He lowered his strikeout percentage to under 20. Still 23 bases last year in 125 games. 269 batting average was uh, pretty solid. A, a si- relatively significant decrease in XBA, but it was still over 240, which I like. Hard hit was the second highest of his career. Launch angle was the highest. Hard, uh, by the way, Max EV, 104.6 a previous year. 109.1 with a career high launch angle. So like those are good hit metrics where if you do believe the Dimebacks are going to be a better team, hitting in front of him is Christian Walker and Jake McCarthy and Cattell Marte. Those are the three that are in front of him. Two of the three of those are massive contact players. You think Rojas he loses might be in for a bigger RBI now? opportunity. That, that, that's another thing for me with Rojas. You think he loses a little bit of playing time because Longoria is in there. I they have Guriel at, at DH. Yeah. Well, okay. But, but I mean, I don't know if you're putting enough. You, you said you're going to lower him. Uh, I and look, I don't want to. I'm. I can be much more homerish uh, than you are. I won't I go just, below where you are. I'll, I'll okay. go to five. I'll go to fifteen. I think is where I'd go. But like exactly what I said, they already said Longoria will not play every day, and he will be some of the. DA. I don't expect him to play every day. But my thing so, is, is that Rojas was so bad defensively that you're going to want him to stick him at that DH spot, but Longoria can't play every day. So you're going to have him switching spots and stuff. I don't know that sometimes. I mean, Rojas is going to play too. third and he's going to play some short when Nick Ahmed is not in there. Nick Ahmed is always hurt. perpetually yeah, hurt. True. So um, I'm not worried about it. I'm really okay. not. Now they could, they could platoon because he's a lefty. So I wouldn't be shocked about that. If lefties come in, if Rojas all of a sudden doesn't play and now Longoria's in the lineup. And he'll pinch run every day. He doesn't play too. And every day. He will pinch run. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think I might have been a little hyper aggressive on him, but I still think he's right in that area. And he also qualifies at third base, which stinks. So he's got a little bit yeah. of extra versatility, which I like. All right. Let's talk about the top 12, Bogman. You're 12 to 1. Uh, 12, I got Jonathan India. 11, I have Vaughn Grissom. 10, Max Muncie. 9, Brandon Lau. 8, Thyro Estrada. 7, Glaber Torres. 6, Andres Jimenez. 5, Tommy Edmond. 4, Ozzy. 3, Jazz. 2, Altuve. And number 1 is Marcus Simeon for me. Marcus Simeon, uh, my top 12, I got Vaughn Grissom at 12, Cattell Marte at 11, Jorge Polanco at 10, Brandon Lau is at 9, Max Muncy is at 8, followed by the Galeber Torres, Andres Jimenez, top 5 is Edmund, Albies, Simeon, Altuve, and Jazz Chisholm. I've talked about this uh, multiple times. Jazz is my number one guy. Last year hit 254 in only 213 at-bats with 14 homers and 12 stolen bases. Max EV was there. Hard hit was there. Highest of his career, by the way, was there. He uh, had a 248 XBA, which is pretty close to that batting average, which makes me feel a lot better about who he is just in general because you worry about some of the swing and miss. But he did lower. He's the lowest strikeout percentage and highest walk percentage of his career last year with not a crazy high Babbitt. 
Um, the projection systems, even though it's a low batting average, have them at 21. And this is the bad X 21 homers, 29 stolen bases. What he did in his short stint gets me going. And I believe that Jazz, if healthy this season, is going to be the top fantasy categorical player at this position. And I'm willing to make that bet. And the cool thing is he costs less than those other guys. So yes, I have him at number one, but I know he can be real. I mean, really, you're going to see Simeon and Altuve 100% go before him and most likely Ozzy Albi. So I'm very big with the big hard hit numbers on um, on Jazz Chisholm. He's going to go out into the outfield, which I hope maybe keeps him a little bit more healthy. He'll gain that qualification if I really need it, though I wouldn't because it's second base. And I know I differ from a lot of the majority here, though I th- you're in line, though. Like, you definitely like Jazz. You probably just don't like yes. him at the level I do. Yeah, my my only thing with Jazz is the missed games, and you brought it up. Like, usually I'm the guy bringing up the missed games, and you brought it up last year. It's kind of stuck in my head a little bit. I'm with you, though. I hope the move to the outfield is better for him. Although, you know, uh, a new outfielder and potential collisions, and if he collides, I mean... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going. And the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says in this league. Hey, Farva. What's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Like all the crap that everybody you specifically give guys like Correa because he doesn't necessarily meet expectations and stuff like that. He He was fine last year. He hit 291. He was good last year. But for me, the the concerning stuff with Correa is the stuff we heard recently. It's the the doctor coming out and saying worst ankle I've ever seen. Yeah. And this is the same dude that got hurt getting a massage. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. how, when we talk about falling knife for older players, it doesn't have to be an older player when you hear something like that. And look, that could be smoke and mirrors to try to get him to sign a shorter contract and stuff like that. I understand that it's all part of a big game, right? 
But when you hear worst ankle I've ever seen, and he didn't get a contract because of it, and teams will overlook a lot of stuff to sign a player they want, uh, that is concerning to me. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And I'm going to have that change done where I'm going to do that because I just think yeah. when you think about the break back on Adamus, there's better power potential, there's better RBI potential. He steals some bases. I do think Correa is a very good floor player. It's always a good batting average. He's solid mid-20 homers all the time. I actually think it's more of an anomaly, the uh, run in RBI numbers. I mean, he put up 104 in 2021. It was with the Houston Astros. But like, I think he's like a, at least an 85-85 guy. But too. yeah, he's still a base since 2019. You know, that's not yeah. something that gets you going. His ankle there. Like, sucks. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the more that I look at it, like Tim Anderson and the time that he plays, he's just more valuable than Correa. So yeah, no, that's a change I need to make and I'm going to make on the next roster update, which you guys are going to be able to see all of our, um, our updates coming March 1st or you know, a couple days within there. We'll have all of our updates, our rank updates there. And then we'll be doing it pretty much every month in March as we go through here and shortstop build. I think it's an interesting place and I'm curious to where you guys are at it. So go to InThisLeague.com if you guys want to find all of the ranks. We have them sitting there because tomorrow we are doing outfielders. That's a big one. We'll obviously give you a lot more names than that. We're not going to be moving positions. We're sticking there. And then the same thing is happening with pitchers, which we're going to be doing on Thursday. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. You can do a little rate and review. Use that promo code ITL if you download Underdog and let us know so you can get entered in to win a free hat. And you'll also get your deposit bonus and as we continue on with Hell Week. In a little loop. We did this one in the day, which is a little bit better than the night. We're a little <laughs> bit loopier at night, but some of these are going to happen in here. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it and you're locking in. Uh, that is it for us now. We will talk to you again tomorrow for Bogman. I am Welsh. It's Hell Week. More positional ranks coming. Goodbye for now. Bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.